Anything can happen in this place today, you know it? That, that's the truth. Anything can happen in this auditorium this afternoon. It's the truth. Some of you are sitting there with your coats on. Take your coats off. It's going to get hot before we get through with this afternoon. Anything. And I'll tell you right at the beginning, right now, that I'm not going to preach. I'm going to just talk to you. And it's just like that. I'm not going to preach. Sometimes I think that we've had enough preaching. If preaching would have done it, the world would have been converted to the Lord Jesus Christ years and years ago. It's putting into practice that which we already know. The power of the Holy Spirit is in this place this afternoon. The person of the Holy Spirit is here now. When you learn this wonderful secret, when you understand regarding the person and the power of the Holy Spirit being present with us, when you catch this glorious vision, It'll be the easiest thing in the world for you to pray, to receive the healing for your body, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to receive anything from Him. The easiest thing in the world. When you realize that seated upon His throne now, this very moment, is God Almighty, the one who said to Moses, tell the Moses, to Moses, ah, who shall I say sent me? Tell the Moses, tell them, that the great I am that I am hath sent to thee. The mighty God of this universe, our poor little puny minds cannot fathom the power of our God, the greatness of our God, seated upon his throne, holding within the palm of his hands the destinies of nations, the destinies of statesmen. He still controls all things, believe me. At his right hand, Jesus Christ, his only begotten position of great high priest, our great mediator, your Savior, my Savior, our Redeemer. And remember there's power in the name of Jesus, never forget it. There's power in his mighty matchless name, there's power. There's power in the very name of Jesus. And in this place right now, in this auditorium, if only somehow I had words to tell you how real is the presence of the Holy Spirit, this mighty third person of Trinity. He is here now. He's in this place. You feel his presence. You feel his wonderful presence. It's something strangely different 
you don't understand? Someone just comes into a place like this, cannot understand what it is that this stranger is seeking. It's his presence. It's something you can't describe. That's the reason folk always feel that just sitting in a place like this. You don't need me to lay hands on you. You don't need me to pray for you. Not really. There's power in the very presence of the Holy Spirit. His presence is here now to fill you with himself. His presence is here right now to heal that sick body of yours. There's enough of his presence that not a single unconverted person anywhere in this building and I pray that there shall be folk in this very building who've never stepped on the inside of this dining room who will be converted before the benediction of this afternoon service. That's possible. But this is what I want you to think. Sometimes I think that we get so involved in doctrine. Sometimes we get so involved with controversial things. Sometimes we get so involved with some hobby that we forget the all-important one, Jesus. Beloved, the Holy Spirit one is not a person in the world has never lived the saint of God who's ever been more sold on the Holy Spirit than I am. I can't tell you how I feel. I can't tell you. My poor old mortal tongue does not have the ability to tell you what I feel about the Holy Spirit. I'm so sold on this mighty third person of Trinity. Because I know better than anyone else the secret of the success of this ministry. I know better than anyone else from whence I've come. I know better than anyone else that I have nothing. I know better than anyone else in the whole world. Nothing that you could say would flatter me. Nothing that anyone would ever say. I tell you very frankly, I am so completely detached from the whole thing. Catherine Kuhlman is so completely detached from that which is happening in this ministry. Because it's not Catherine Kuhlman, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. I know better than anyone else. I know the secret of the power in this vessel. I'm not afraid of man or devil, and I do not say that boastfully. I can use the same weapon on Satan that Jesus used. It is written. 
I can use the same weapon that he and I have had many a go round and many about, believe me. He's real. And the more you do for God, the more he'll fight. He's real, but I don't talk about him. I would rather talk about Jesus. There's only one thing I fear, lest I grieve the Holy Spirit, because I know good and well that if I grieve the Holy Spirit, if he is no longer pleased to work with this vessel that claim that I am sunk, I know that better than anyone else. I know that better than anyone else. I want you to know, first of all, how old I am on this mighty third person the Trinity. He knows. I know. Would you look close? That I become sensitive to him in everything that I do. That's all that I know. You see, his well, Mr. Peterson, there was a time when I could have been very envious of him because of his wonderful education. I haven't had the education that he's had. I don't have anything else to fall back on. I don't have a crutch to lean on. I have to lean completely on him. And all that I know, he has taught me. I don't know anything else. I don't know anything else. He's my teacher. He's been my teacher all these years. Everything I know, he has taught me. But in knowing him so intimately, in following him so closely, and I've also learned a long time ago that he is a person of power that I cannot use. He must use the best power. I only follow. I only follow. But I've learned something about him. It's one of the greatest secrets that I've learned. And I pray to God that everyone in this great auditorium will learn the same thing and see it and catch the vision, lest we lose the vision of the one, lest we forget the one who is all important, and that's Jesus. You see, when we come to this precious book, the very word of God, it's the revelation of one person. The Bible is the revelation of one person, the person of Jesus. Uh, it's all about Jesus. That's the message of the church, beloved. That's the message of the church. That has always been the message of the church. It will be the message of the church right on down the line. The message of the church is Jesus, the Son of the living God. The message of the church is still Jesus, the crucified, resurrected Christ, the great high priest, the great mediator. 
It is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. It sealed Jesus. It's the message of every Christian, believe me, beloved. It's the message of every Christian. Jesus Christ, the very Son of the living God. We dare not lose sight of the one who is all important. Bible is not two books, not really. We speak of the Old Testament, New Testament, but in reality, it's one book. One will confirm the other, and it's a revelation of Jesus. Something happened at that great conference table as the three sat down. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus offered himself through the Holy Spirit to come, they had an agreement whereby the Holy Spirit said, All right, I'll be the power. I'll be there revealing you to the hearts of men and women. The Holy Spirit. Spirit has kept that agreement. Whenever the Holy Spirit is spoken of in the Old Testament, you'll always see him either directly or indirectly promoting Jesus. Read it in that light. It's glorious. It's thrilling. If you think that you and I are sold on the Son of the living God, the Holy Spirit was even more sold on him. He never has, he never will work separate and apart from the Son of the Living God. Neither did the Son ever work separate and apart from the Holy Spirit. Neither did Jesus ever work separate and apart from God the Father. What the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and he had a ministry even in the Old Testament, and constantly he was revealing the one who is to come in the future, the Son of the living God. Watch him, beloved. Jesus understood. Jesus understood perfectly. When in speaking of the Holy Spirit, he said, He will glorify me. When he comes, he will magnify me. He will not speak of himself. He will glorify me. In those last moments, before Jesus went away, his feet left the Mount of Olives. You know as well as I do those last words. I've quoted them thousands of times. I've relived it ten thousands of times. When he says, and ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power for what? 
power to witness. Power to witness of whom? To witness of Jesus. The Holy Spirit was never given the believer this glorious promise of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the third person of Trinity, was never given for you and for me to just enjoy. Oh, I enjoy the things of the Spirit. Beloved, I enjoy the things of the Spirit. Do you know what I'm talking about alone? me how I keep going. I've almost learned how to live without sleep. You ask me how it is possible. For one to do the work that I do, the physical body can stand just so much and no more. A doctor said to me the other day, in the city of Pittsburgh, He's on the staff at Shadyside Hospital. I don't mind telling you that. He called. He called me the other night. He said, Miss Coon, I'm not going to let you die. I won't let you die. And he didn't say it just like that either. He had a few swear words in him, all the rest of it. You knew who that doctor was, you'd be shocked. Makes no religious profession what? Whatsoever. The surgeon said you can't work the way you're working. No human body can take it. But what he didn't know, but what you know, there is a place alone. There is a place alone. Alone. When he comes upon you talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit that experiences marvelous, but beloved, there is a constant and a continual refilling and infilling, constantly, constantly, constantly. And as you give and as you pour out, He continues to pour in. He, con he continues to give life. He continues to give life. That's why I can stand on the platform five and five and a half hours and walk off of that platform just refreshed as though I'd had four long hours of sleep. I know what I'm talking about. When you talk about the refreshing of the Holy Spirit, when you talk about what the Holy Spirit does for you as an individual, when you talk about those times of rejoicing, when you talk about those times when the Holy Spirit takes every part of your being and you worship and you praise and adore him. But beloved, it's all for one purpose and one purpose only, for service. For service. He was never given for the believers to have a spiritual picnic, never. He was never given a believer to go off in some little corner and say to the whole world, we have a corner on him. Ye shall be witnesses. Jesus 
Jesus saying the same power, the secret of power in my life, the same glorious secret of power. When it was the power of the Holy Spirit, remember that when Jesus walked this earth, he was as much man as though he were not God. That was a body of flesh. As much man as though he were not. of his power. He knew the secret of those miracles. He knew, he knew, he understood. That's the reason when he went away, ye shall receive that same power. I'll go a little deeper and something that for years and years I wondered about. Like I told you, you see everything that I know and everything that I have that I get, I had to get right from the headquarters. <laughs> I don't have any place else to go. It's like somebody said to me the other day, you don't act like a preacher. I said, well, I don't know how preachers act. <laughs> because I don't hear anybody preach. There is something that for years I wondered about, and I can tell you I know the place. When there's something in the Word of God that I, 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 I don't have the answer, I talk it over with him. Sometimes I have to wait, and sometimes he gives me the answer in a hurry. Verily, verily, I say unto you, it's Jesus speaking. And you and I both know that whenever he says verily, it's most important. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. We know what those works were. Go back in the life and the ministry of Jesus. Go back. Every miracle that you can think of, so far as the healing of the human body, took place in his ministry, as though Holy Spirit, the mighty power of the Godhead, worked through and manifested himself through the ministry and life of Jesus. And before Jesus went away, he said, Now look, look, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. But don't stop there. Don't stop there. A greater work shall ye do greater works. Why? Because I go unto my Father. Greater works. The greater works is something that bothered me for so long. As a little child, I came before the throne and said, if there's more I wanted, and I tell you the God's truth, if you take the lid off of a hut in this place today, you'll find the one talking to you as hungry as anybody in this place hungry for more. I never walk out of a miracle service. I never walk out of a miracle. I never. Yesterday, walking off the platform in Carnegie Auditorium, out of that miracle service, nobody but the Heavenly Father knew how I felt on the inside. When during that 
service that couple had come all the way from Quebec? Roman Catholics had never been inside another church. Roman Catholics from Quebec. They came to Pittsburgh because they had read of all places in that little magazine it was called Fate. How I ever got in Fate, I'll never know. But it wasn't Fate that I got in there, I'll tell you that. I found that out yesterday. God works in wonderful ways, believe me. And when they read about the ministry in Faith Magazine, she said to her husband, I wouldn't have gotten this out of her except I said, how'd you happen to come here? Did you hear us on radio? No. Did you hear us on television? No. How'd you happen to come? She said, in that fake magazine. She said, both of us have been so hungry. We've been so hungry. We knew we needed something more than the Catholic Church was giving us. But we didn't know where to go. We didn't know what to do. And she said, in Fate Magazine, she said, when I read it, I said to my husband, this is it. This is it. And they traveled over 800 miles one way, got into Pittsburgh, didn't know where to go. They went in Carnegie Music Hall, the wrong one, down in Oakland. When they got down there, they found the wrong service going on in Carnegie North Side. A meter maid found them and on her lunch hour brought them to Carnegie Auditorium North Side yesterday and the service was almost over with. There are those in this place today who will verify that. They had not been on the inside 30 Seconds. He says, I thought my wife was fainting, thinking nothing was the power of God struck her. Roman Catholics from Quebec, never been in a Protestant service. She was instantly healed by the power of God. Instantly healed. And they came walking up the aisle and told the story. After they'd been on the inside the place for 15 minutes and were a ready to close the service and when she told her story and I explained to her the best way that I could salvation and how to be born again she said that's what I've been hungry for and her husband looked and he said that's it that's it that's what we want and in that moment They were born again. The power of God came upon both of them. First thing I knew when I opened my eyes, they were both flattened out under the power. I wondered what their priest would have thought had he seen them. 
And when they got it, and the amazing thing is, my friend, the amazing thing is, the first thing, and it'll happen every time, when she got up, she said, we're going to bring our whole church down here. I said, we'll bring Father too. And she says, oh, that's going to be a little more difficult. And I walked off of that platform. You never know. If only you and I knew how better to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. If only we knew how to cooperate with the Holy is the one, and greater things shall you do. What, beloved, what is greater than the healing of cancer? What is greater than the raising of the dead? Jesus said, he spoke and Lazarus came forth. He says, and greater things. What is greater? What could be greater? Then when he spoke to Father and said to him, go thy way, thy son liveth. What is greater than the casting out of demons? What, what, what is greater? And greater things shall ye do because I go to my Father. What happened, beloved, when Jesus left? The Holy Spirit came upon believers. Beloved, there was one thing Jesus Christ could not do. There was one thing he could not do. There was one thing. The perfect son of the living God. Spotless, absolute He could stand and feel the waves. He could speak peace to the troubled waters. He could stand and say, Thy sins be forgiven thee. He could cast out the demons. He could say, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. But there was one thing he could not do. He could not stand before a lost and dying world and say, look upon me, a sinner saved by the power of God. Look upon me and see an example of the transforming power there is in my head. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't. Even though he had all power in heaven and earth. Even though he was equal with the Father and equal with the Holy Spirit. And even though he has the power to forgive all sin, 
in position this very moment of great high priest and great mediator. And one day, the one who will be our perfect judge did not have it in his power and could not say, look upon me and see the transforming power of my shed blood. For sin had never touched that life. It was absolute perfection and remained And ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses. Witnesses of whom? Witnesses of the one that Jesus said. Oh, beloved, beloved. I pray somehow the Holy Spirit give you this vision just now. I pray the Holy Spirit just now will let you see your responsibility. It's marvelous to see cancers healed. All oh, the power of the Holy Spirit manifesting himself and his power in the healing of the physical, that's wonderful, and I too am human enough to thrill to it. It's marvelous to see the physical healed. But beloved, it's only secondary. Any physical healing is only secondary. Only. Greater things shall you do. Greater than the healing of a sick body. First of all, beloved, he has saved me to be a living testimony of his saving power. You look upon me as Catherine Kuhlman, the preacher. Beloved, my ministry would mean nothing. First of all, the sinner cannot see through my life the transforming power of Jesus Christ. My first duty to him, my first obligation to him is to show to the whole world his wonderful transforming power in this life. Conscious of that? Constantly. Constantly. Oh, sure, it's wonderful to preach to thousands, but beloved, I can't preach to thousands. 
and left a little newsboy on the street who yells at me. Responsibility to him is that he sees something different in my life. He sees Jesus in my life. Oh, sure, it's wonderful to preach the thousands, but my friend, it's when I drive that car in the garage. And those men, some of them are Catholic and some of them are Protestant. Or that little waitress. That's my first. Obligation to him. That's my first obligation to him. Oh, sure, those miracles of healing are marvelous. Sure, that's wonderful. I'm not belittling them. Believe me, I'm not. The Lord knows that I'm not. But my friend, far greater than any physical healing or any miracle of healing is the transformation of a life. And when that life is transformed by the power of God, every one of us, every one of us, if you've been born again, if you've been born again, you're obligated to do something that Jesus could not do for himself. You're obligated to do something that's far greater than any physical healing. You show to the whole world the transforming power of Jesus Christ and the power there is in his own shed blood. And beloved, you who've been filled with the Spirit and you who are filled with the Spirit, and that's exactly what I see is happening. That's exactly, and I believe that that is exactly why God is calling out these businessmen. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it in these last days when he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. I believe it. I wouldn't be standing here today. I wouldn't be standing where I am this very moment if I didn't believe it. I see something and I pray to God that you men and women will see it. There's nothing more convincing than a man or a woman living the life 24 hours a day. A living witness, a living testimony. All right, now watch something. I not only believe in the Holy Spirit, I not only believe that when one is filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit takes that life and makes it a power, a power in lifting up Jesus and witnessing to Jesus, witnessing. I believe in the gift of the Spirit. I believe in the gifts with every atom of my being. I'll go further than most folk. When you talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit, I would not even limit the Holy Spirit to just the 
benign gifts of the Spirit. I believe that those were just an example of some of the gifts of the Spirit. Don't let's limit him, whatever you do. Don't. We've limited him too long. We try to bring God down to our level for so many years. And there's so many, many this very hour who are trying to bring God down to man's level. We're so small in our thinking. We're so small in our vision. We're so small in our vision. My God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will give to the poor gospel businessman a vision as men have never had. A vision. We're asking for a cup full and the ocean remains. We're asking for a nickel I'll never forget today. I'll never forget today. The last conversation I ever had with my papa before he was killed. I'll never forget his hand was on the clothesline. In our backyard, the last conversation I ever had with Papa, last time I ever saw him alive. He said, baby, you know, when you were a little girl, you're so little. You stand on the rungs of the chair, the back of the chair, and you put your arms around my neck. Stand on tiptoes. And you'd say, Papa, give me a nickel. Well, it didn't come that fast. I'd lean over and kiss him and say, I've got the most wonderful Papa in the world. You know, sometimes it'd take 15 minutes. <laughs> then he'd put his hand on and up it'd come. Last time I ever saw Papa. Last conversation. Hand in the clothesline, our backyard, in Concordia, Missouri. He said, you know, baby, I was baby, even my legs got so long and he carried me and my feet would drag the down. He'd say, you know, the nicest memories I have in my life when, when you were a little girl, and you used to stand on the rung of the chair and say, Papa, give me a nickel. He said, I would just as gladly have given you every copper cent I had as the nickel that I put over the shoulder. I just as gladly have given you every cent I had. I pray. hundred miles from Quebec out of the Roman Catholic Church had come all this way just to be born again. That 15 minutes later, the happiest people in the whole world. And Maggie said, won't you stay for Sunday service? I said, oh, no, we got what we came for. We got what we came for. We got what we came for. We're going back now for others. Oh, God, the world is so hungry. The world is so hungry. 
And time is running out, don't you understand? Time is running out. The church is about to be raptured. And what we do, we've got to do quickly. We've got to do quickly. It's running out. If only we knew how better. He's pouring out of his spirit upon the Jew. He's pouring out of his spirit upon the Gentile. He's pouring out of his spirit upon the Roman Catholic. He's pouring out of his spirit upon the unchurched. And he's passing a lot of the church right by because he can't get in and do anything about it. So he just keeps right on going. And, he, and, and he's looking for empty vessels. I tell you so, help me, God. You don't have to have talent. You don't have to have anything but just willing to be nothing. I know because I'm one of them. I know. In the natural, I don't have a thing. I don't have a thing. That's the reason I have to be so dependent on the Holy Ghost. I don't have anything. I've just been willing to be nothing. My friend, Sure, I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. Oh, the gifts of the Spirit. The gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, the gift of... Right on down. And on and on and on. And I believe in them and I believe in them. And they're all being restored again in these last days. We're making this complete cycle, this complete cycle. He's winding it up. We're coming to the end. We're coming to the end, the grand finale, and when the church goes out, it's going out in great glory. It's going out in this glorious body of Christ. It's going out when the church goes out. It came in in glory, and when it goes out, it's going out in great glory. And all of the fruits and the gifts of the Spirit are again being evidenced. All of them, all of them, all all of them, my friend, all of them. And again he's pouring out of himself upon all flesh. And again the gifts are being restored. But beloved, I'm going to tell you something. Whatever you do, whatever you do, be very careful. Oh, be careful. Never get boastful, whatever you do. Never get boastful. Please, please. Please, I become so frightened when someone boasts of some gift of the Spirit. Be careful, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. For he's given you that gift. It's a holy, it's a sacred trust. It's something that's sacred. There's some things you and I don't talk about. There are some experiences that I've had I wouldn't talk about from a public platform. There are some things I know that I dare not speak of. They're sacred. There are some things that you do not tell outside of your own home. There are some things as a man and a wife you don't talk about promiscuously and tell the whole world. There are some things that are so sacred and be sacred trust. And you know it isn't of yourself. It's something that the Holy Ghost has entrusted you with. And the responsibility 
Father Murray gives you the greatest responsibility. The more he entrusts you with, the greater the responsibility. But remember, when the gift is given for one purpose and one purpose only, to glorify and magnify Jesus. To glorify and to magnify Jesus. To glorify and magnify Jesus. He will glorify me. Be careful how you use that which is given unto you. Don't let it get so involved with doctrine. You would grieve the Holy Spirit should you put him first. For the Holy Spirit will not speak of himself. He will glorify Jesus. what it's all about. Let's bow just a minute. So I paused and I came to you with fear and trembling. Much fear, much trembling. He knew how dependent he was on the Holy Spirit. Somehow, oh dear God, is. Somehow, somehow, this Saturday afternoon, the Holy Spirit would come upon our waiting hearts in this dining room. If somehow the Holy Spirit would give each of us a vision, Somehow, 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 I am absolutely incapable of telling you, of doing it. I wish I could. I can't because, beloved, I'm just like you all, a sinner saved by the grace of God. And these things only come through spiritual revelation. And they only come and he only uses us as we yield ourselves unto him. But it's somehow within the confines of these four walls, the Holy Spirit would give you a vision. Somehow you would feel your responsibility. And you could know your great obligation to Him. Somehow, 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 somehow. If you and I could learn how to cooperate with him, and we would use these gifts that he has given us in wisdom, the wisdom of God. If leaving this place today, 
each of us could go out of here. Witness shame for our Christ. The world can't see. The world cannot see. He's at the right hand of God the Father. But he can see you. He sees you. The unregenerated man sees you. He sees me. And we represent him. We represent him. I am a Christian before I am a preacher. I represent him before the unregenerated, before my own family. about the upper room and we relived it. We relived it. We relived it. When they left that upper room, I'm going to tell you, my friend, they went out of that upper room different than they were when they entered it, believe me. And 120 shook Rome to its very foundation. We can go out of here this Saturday afternoon. The men, the women, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in the place where you work, that's it. That's what it's all about. The church has lost the true vision. There is nothing greater than that. We can shake the world from God if we could only catch this vision. The why. Sit there just a minute and let the Holy Spirit come upon you just now. Father, we're individual to you. This is a personal thing. This is a very individual thing. One of these days when we stand in your presence, each of us must give an account of that with which you've entrusted us. I pray that just now the Holy Spirit shall come upon this people. Will you do something just now? Will you stand everywhere? Just stand. Will you stand eyes closed? Stand with your eyes closed, not an eye open in the auditorium. Father, I stand here. I renew every vow that I've ever made to you. Father, I go back 
to Twin Falls, Idaho, that old blue bed spread, and the old blue walls, and the old blue worn carpets. And I made some bows that day, and I tried to keep them the best that I could, bows that only you and I know. And I stand here all over again this Saturday afternoon, and I renew every vow and every promise I ever made to you. And whether it's for a day, whether it's for two days, whether it's for a week, as long as there's breath in my body, and as long as you keep the old heart beating, I vow to give you every ounce of strength there is in my body. <laughs> when I stand in your presence, I know already what I'm going to say. When I see you face to face, I know already what I'm going to say. Here it seems as I tried. I didn't do a perfect job. It isn't because I didn't want to, it's because of my own stupidity. It's because I didn't know any better. Forgive my stupidity. Forgive wherein I said. standing right now, you know the bottles you've made, you know the promises you've made, you know, you, you, you know your experiences, and he holds us responsible. He holds us responsible, not my friend. You can't do just whatever you want to do with that with which he's given you. There's a responsibility with it. Speak of your wonderful experiences in the spirit. That's wonderful, but don't forget the responsibility that goes with it. It carries a responsibility. Know that. And the power of the Holy Spirit just flowing through somebody's body right now. Father, I rebuke that sugar diabetes in Jesus' mighty name. There's somebody getting healed for sugar diabetes in this place right now. I have to be obedient to the spirit. Pause just one minute, just a second. Just a second right now, somebody's getting that healing for sugar diabetes in this place. Every trace of that sugar diabetes leaves that body right now. It goes in Jesus' mighty name. The very power of the Holy Spirit is going through bodies right now. He's honoring his word. He's honoring his word. I worship you. There's somebody near the front that has received the healing for a heart condition. There's somebody near the front. I worship you. There's a healing for a heart condition. The power of God's on that one. Where is it? The sugar back there. Jesus, I worship you as the power of God just goes through that body. As the power of the Holy Spirit goes through that body right now. Every trace of that sugar goes. Every trace of it. There's, uh, Jesus, I worship There's somebody near here in the front with a heart healing. Somebody has a heart condition. Where is that heart condition? 
Jesus, I worship you. The power of the Holy Spirit. Come here, honey, just a minute. The power of the Holy Spirit just goes through that body. She Would just told me, said, sister, that just before the service, she told me she had a heart condition. Jesus Praise Christ, God. Thank you, Jesus. I worship Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful, Jesus. All the truth, that body that Praise rose up, I give you the resurrection power. The power of the Holy Spirit goes to that body. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. I give you honor. I give you praise. Somebody's getting a healing for arthritis of the spine. It's completely healed wherever it is. It's the power of God goes to where that arthritis. It's the what? And every trace of it's gone. I give you praise, wonderful Jesus, I know. Where's that arthritis? I've got to get it in just this moment. There's another healing for arthritis of the spine. Tell me where it is. There's another healing for arthritis of the spine. It's completely gone wherever it is. Wait, what is this? A shoulder healing. It is completely healed. There's something way in the back of the auditorium. Way in the back. There's another healing for an arm back there. It's way in the back of the auditorium. Somebody's received the healing for uh, uh, an arm healing. It's in the back. It's off right to the arm. And it's in the back. It's the arm and the shoulder. I don't know where it is, but in the back of the auditorium. If you raise your arm, you'll find it's completely gone. Where is it? I know it's way in the back. Is it completely healed? And there's somebody else almost in direct line with me in the back. There is a second one. Somebody got the overflow from it. And it's arthritis to the arm and the shoulder. It's, it's what? Lord, I receive. Take it all over this place. Lord, I receive. Take it all over the place. There's another. There is the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Where is it? 
come here. Will a, will a person come here right now? Here's your ruptured disc healing. I know. I give you praise. Wonderful. And somebody that has a cataract on the eye and the, and the cataract is beginning to slip. That's all I know. Somebody is getting a, a healing. And this is a ruptured disc. Bend over right now. Just bend. Complete layover. There goes the power of the Holy Spirit just goes through that body. I give you praise of the power. This is power in here. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. There is a night. I give you praise. I give you honor. I, I know. And there is a nerve hitting that somebody's receiving. What is this right through here? A cataract is slipping in somebody's uh, on somebody's eye. That's all that I know. Uh, a bend over right now, sir. Just bend completely over. Whose ear was open? Somebody's ear was open. I'm not getting because the healings are coming so quickly. Somebody's ear was open, and there's somebody here who's scheduled for an operation. And you're not going to have that operation, and you're scheduled for this next week, and you're not going to have the operation. You're not going to have it. Tell me where the person is. Where is the person? Come here, wherever the person is. It's so definite. Will the person come here? Just a minute. The, come here. And somebody's ear was open. Somebody's ear. Hold your good ear tightly closed. Because what, what, uh, the person hears me perfectly. The ear has been open wherever you are. And the person here, you may not have been expecting the opening for an ear, but the ear has been open. And the person that's, uh, where, is he coming now? The one who's scheduled for an operation? Come here, if you will, please. Wonderful, Jesus. Come on, uh, bring her up here, if you will, on the side. Come on up here, uh, on, on the side over here. And there, what is this? Does she hear perfectly? And she has perfect hearing out of the ear. Everybody just reverently say, praise the Lord. This has been another message brought to you by the Banner Tape Ministry. Knowing the power of messages like these, we ask you to share these tapes with others. You may obtain extra copies of this tape or our free tape catalog by writing to Banner Tape, 504 Laurel Drive, Monroeville, Pennsylvania, zip code 15146.